It's July 21st, 2019. I'm Keith Gottschalk and welcome to the first podcast of Last Dance where we will be talking about abrupt climate change and what it means for all of us and how to prepare mentally, spiritually, physically, and in all other ways. There will be a lot going on in this show and um, I'm going to be having interviews once we get started. I'll be bringing you the latest climate news. I'll be giving you my own comments. But let's define a term first. What makes abrupt climate change different from climate change? Well, according to the National Research Council, abrupt climate change has two definitions. One, in terms of physics, it's a transition of the climate system into a different mode on a time scale that is faster than the responsible forcing. In terms of impacts, an abrupt change is one that takes place so rapidly and unexpectedly that humans or natural systems have difficulty adapting to it. Again, that's sciency language for the things that we've noticed in the climate around us seem to be happening a whole lot faster than had been originally predicted. It seems like 2100's predictions have now been turned into the year 2050's production, uh, predictions, and it does look like that figure may be heading down. I do agree with this. I've done my own research. I'm nobody special. I'm not a scientist. I'm a former radio broadcaster and print journalist. I just take this as a mission of mine to study and to bring it out to you in language that we can all understand and talk about. And I do think things are moving faster than what has been predicted. And I believe a number of governments, foundations, and the scientists that work for them are soft-pedaling the data. And there are reasons for that. And, and, and to them, those are they're good reasons. They don't want anyone to panic. They don't want people to become fatalistic or apathetic. They don't want the market collapsing and breakdown in social order. And they don't want people to lose hope and stop working to mitigate change. Because people would, you know, it's human nature. People would say, well, why am I recycling? Why am I trying to reduce my carbon footprint? It's already too late. And I don't want you to do that either. The whole point of this podcast is not to simply lay down and die, but to see what we can do to extend our time to help each other and to create communities of resilience. And we'll talk more about a lot of this later, but right now, just the basics in the introduction. I have a long list of people I'd like to interview. I follow 60 climate scientists on Twitter. Some of them actually follow me, which I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm honored, actually, quite frankly. This is not a place for climate denialism. Just going to put that out right there. Uh, this blog, um, excuse me, this uh, podcast does have a blog. This YouTube channel does have a blog. And it's lastdance.blog. And there'll be links to it in the, um, in the podcast, in the notes that you're watching. And I may throw it up on the screen. I'm trying to make these uh, podcasts simple and these YouTube videos simple. Nothing fancy. Uh, some song interludes, a break here and there, maybe a couple, couple simple visual effects. 
That's not what this is all about. This is about the conversation. This is about the information. This is about what you and I will do and can do to make things better for all of us, regardless of it's 5, 10, or 15 years from now. This is hard to take. I'm not going to lie to you. I have a hard time taking it too. And I deal with some mental illness. I have PTSD. I have borderline personality disorder. And if it's hard enough for the ordinary person, imagine what it must be like for someone with a mental illness to start thinking about in terms of the possible ex sixth mass extinction of, um, of life on Earth. And I don't say, I don't say any of this lightly. I don't, I don't say any of this for shock effect. There's a lot of information out there, and a lot of it's in the blogs, uh, my blog, excuse me. So if you go to the links there, you can educate yourselves. You don't need me to tell you that you're noticing that winters are a lot shorter, summers are hotter and uh, longer, and you don't see as many insects as you did when you were a kid on your windshield and things of that nature. You notice things. And it's not your imagination. I've lived on this earth for 56 years. And believe me, climate and weather are both greatly different from when that I was a kid. We're going to focus on the work of two main climate researchers. One is Professor Jem Bendel, who's come up with a deep adaptation theory or how to adapt on a much deeper and less superficial level to what's about to happen. His link is uh, on my blog. And the three parts of deep adaptation, and we'll get into this a lot much, much later, and I want you to remember this now, is a resilience, relinquishment, and restoration. The other guy we're going to follow is Professor Guy McPherson, who's very controversial in his theories of abrupt climate change and his book, Only Love Remains, Dancing at the Edge of Extinction. A guy has come to probably the most, well, if you're going to, I hate using the word doomsdayer, but I think he'd probably be number one on that. But he's got the science to back it up. And one of the things that I like about Guy is he puts it all in front of you and lets you make your own. Just, I mean, he's not you know, lecturing people, haranguing people, harassing people. He's done his work. And it's all there, and nobody's really been able to take him to task. But one thing that guy is all about is not laying down and dying, but to be, to be committed to living a life of excellence with the time we have left. And I also said I'm following 60 other climate scientists. I have <laughs> show notes. I don't want to seem like one of those old-time newscasters, but I do need to, um, I do need to get keep things sort of on an even keel with one part of it going into another. So uh, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I'll talk to you a little bit about how the show will be structured. And we will go into a little bit of news. And little Steely Dan, actually, little Donald Fagan from the last album. The last album. What am I talking about? It's like three albums ago. 
I always choose fitting music here. This is called The Last Small. This is Keith Gottschalk back with you on the YouTube channel and podcast. I wanted to call it The Last Mall, but Last Dance could be our last dance. Earth's Last Dance. And uh, I wanted to go back a little bit to how hard this is to deal with for a lot of people, and I understand that. One of the things I've gotten involved with, I never thought I'd join a Reddit group. Um, Reddit groups are just not my cup of tea, but when I found there was a Reddit group uh, called R Collapse, which deals with these, these issues, and it's an extremely good group. There's a lot of very intelligent conversation going on there. And uh, they have a disclaimer, and I like, you, I like to read their disclaimer, because I think it's a good one. And... Um, I would use it as my own too. And it's written, overindulging in this subreddit may be detrimental to your mental health. Anxiety and depression are common reactions when studying collapse. Please remain conscious of your mental health and effects this may have on you. If you are considering suicide, please call a hotline. Visit r slash suicide watch, r slash suicide watch resources, r depression, or seek professional help. If you are having difficulty coping and looking for dialogue, you may visit Collapse Support. Um, Guy also has a, Guy McPherson also has a part um, on his website if you are considering suicide. And he doesn't want to see anybody do that. And so there's some reading there for you. As for me personally, a lot of the concerns and cares of the present, that is to say the things that the everyday things that I worry too much about. The more I learn about abrupt climate change and what it could mean to all of us, the more I put I'll just put it this way, the silly crap into perspective. Okay? Just taking a look at the big picture. And what am I doing now with my life? And maybe looking inside that bucket list and saying, maybe there are some things I really need to get going on while there is time. Now, usually, this is how the show is going to work. It's not really working this way today, but this is the way it usually works. I'll start with an introduction, and then I'll go to this week in climate news. So we'll have the latest of what's going on around the world. Then I'll have a break. Then when I do get some interviews, I'll have somebody on here to interview, most likely on the phone, although I'd like to have some in-person interviews here at my, uh, my lovely bar. <laughs> you may, the, 
with the subject matter you have, you, you may actually see me drinking here and there. I'll try not to. After the interview, we'll have a final break, and I'll come back with uh, some final thoughts and then a sign-off. Try not to make these things too too long. But for today, we'll, we'll have a brief this week in climate before we go. Obviously, right now, uh, the eastern United States is in the middle of a heat wave. Uh, it's kind of broken in Pittsburgh today. We're up to 88 degrees, but the humidity is very uncomfortable. We were under heat advisory yesterday and the day before where the heat indices, that is the actual real feel of the air, was reaching 105 degrees. Now in New York and Washington, it was going up to 115 and close to that to our west in Columbus, Ohio. And basically the, the news that comes out of this is we're being told, get used to it. These are going to come more often. They're going to last longer. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. Uh, but summer has a long way to go, so we'll see it. In international news, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this story from the CBC when we talk about things that are absolutely off the charts that seem to keep happening more and more with both weather and climate. There's a Canadian Forces station. It's the most northern port point that is staffed by human beings in the world. It's called Station Alert. It's in the province of Nunavut. On uh, last Sunday, they recorded a temperature. Now imagine how far north this is. A temperature of 70 degrees Fahrenheit. For two days, they were warmer than Victoria, British Columbia, which is down on the Pacific Coast, which is usually where Canadians go to do, as they say, for balmy climbs. So this would be the equivalent of Toronto, according to um, the Canadians, of hitting a high of 110 degrees or 115 degrees. I'm not really good at Celsius conversions. Uh, David Phillips, who's Environment, Environment Canada, is sort of uh, like the American National Weather Service. And David Phillips said it's really quite spectacular. This is unprecedented. It's been a long, hot summer across the Arctic, and records have been falling, not by fractions, but by large margins. Phillips says this is what we're seeing more often. It's not just half a degree or a tenth of a millimeter. It's like hitting a ball out of the ballpark. It is so different than what the previous record was, and our models for the summer are saying get used to it. Many scientists believe changes are partly the result of melting sea ice, and I'm sure many of you are aware of that. Not only sea ice, but glaciers melting, Greenland, Antarctica, what have you. Phillips said it's almost as if you're seeing these extremes more often because of the jet stream that has a different look and a different pattern. Just briefly, a lot of that is what pushes cold air down on us and warm air up on the Arctic, and sometimes vice versa. Phillips is cautious about attributing specific events to any one cause, but not about naming one of the main drivers. He said, with temperatures you've never seen before, you can't dismiss it as not having a climate change component. And Environment Canada has been doing a lot of studies on behalf of the uh, Canadian government in the Arctic, just like we are, just like the Russians are, and they're seemingly coming up to a lot of the same conclusions. All right, final thoughts, and then we'll end it here for today. Like I said, 
This isn't for everyone. It's for people who want to prepare themselves for a future that's starting to look more likely every day. And again, I'm not just here to talk about statistics and bad news and here's what's happening, here's what's going to happen. This is about you and me. This is about sociology, spirituality. Uh, this, is about, this is about psychology. This is about helping people get through this. I, I always go to this, this. I can't help it. First day of, of Woodstock, for those of you who remember, one of the MCs looked over this huge crowd and he said, if we're going to get through this, you're going to have to remember that the person on the left and right of you is your brother and sister. And in reality, that's about the best that I can say to close it up. All right, there'll be notes in the podcast. Again, on the YouTube channel, you'll find, uh, you'll find notes and links to lastdance.blog. And you can reach me at any of those places or my email, which is kegbot1 at gmail.com. All right, this is Keith Gottschuk, and this is Last. And I just wanted to tell everybody... Have a good week. We'll try and do these once a weekend. People are now places I-